Hello and welcome to At First Glance, a podcast where we take a glance at movies, television, anime, video games, and let you know if it's worth a second. I'm your host, Jeremy McKinley, and today we are talking about Justice Society, World War II. Alrighty, so today we are talking about the new DC animated flick from Warner Brothers Animation. Now, as we all know, Marvel owns the silver screen, but when it comes to animation, the crown sits firmly on the head of DC, and this new film is most certainly another notch under that belt. Implementing a new house animation style that started back with Superman Man of Tomorrow, a cel-shaded look that reminded me a bit of the show Archer, if they used more frames, making the animation uh, movement uh, way much more fluid and smooth. Uh, now, I didn't talk about Man of Tomorrow on the podcast back when it came out earlier this year, because honestly, it was just a bit too boring of a movie to review, and that's just disappointing because I'm always up for a good Superman story. But let's talk about this one. With this film, they seem to be establishing a new DC universe after uh, the amazing ending of the last climactic ending uh, to their DC animated universe, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. And uh, the and it's uh it's time for the OG team, the JSA, to finally get their own movie. It's uh it's weird. These guys have been around. These guys are the first. You know, they were before Justice League in the comics. There was the Justice Society of America. You had Flash. You had Alan Scott Green Lantern. You had characters like Wildcat and Our Man. And you know, I've seen these characters in shows like Batman: Brave and the Bold, and they even did a kind of homage to the Justice Society with a newly created. Uh, superhero team called the Justice Guild of America in a classic two-part of, of uh, the animated Justice League show called Legend. If you're a big Justice League show, you know, or Justice League fan, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, great episode. Actually brought a tear to my eye by the end. But, yeah, it's just good to see these guys finally get uh, just a movie about them for the most part. Uh, you know, you got... Jay Garrick, Flash, 1940s Wonder Woman, Our Man, Black Canary, the first one, by the way, Dinah's mother, and we have Hawkman. Uh, throw in a little time traveling, Barry Allen, and you got yourself a damn good movie. Uh, the characters are all good to great. The great being Wonder Woman, played wonderfully by Stan Akkadic, uh, who I first saw on the show Castle. And her performance uh, does a kind of Gal Gadot impression to a point, which I actually really appreciate because it gives uh, the Amazon powerhouse a more exotic feel that reminds us that while she does rock the red, white, and blue, she definitely hails from a more exotic, magical place. Uh, we have Steve Trevor, who steals almost every scene he's in again, uh, and we have Barry Allen, who's trying to figure out how to balance having a superhero life with a relationship. Uh, the other characters are good, too. You got Black Canary, Hawkman, and Our Men. And Jay Garrick, they all have more simpler character beats. Uh, Jay Garrick pretty much is just perfect in terms of a character, which is which is perfectly fine for this kind of thing. The DC characters are definitely these uh, these idols, you know. These uh, they're the uh, they're the gods trying to be human, so to speak. And so it's just watching good people just do the best they can. And so when you got characters like Our Man, who's kind of real only flaw is that his super strength only works for an hour. Or we got Black Canary, who's just having a problem trying to figure out why they're doing what they're doing, because it's kind of in secret when they're out there fighting uh, Nazis in World War II, and she's kind of like, what's the point if nobody knows what we're doing? And yeah, it's and Hawkman, who's just, you know, espousing about being a reincarnated person from many years ago, and 
than just kind of being like, yeah, whatever, Hawkman says that all the time, but who knows. But yeah, this is just, uh, this this one is just really good. Uh, the action is top-notch and creative as heck, especially in the way it uses speedsters. Uh, Wonder Woman is once again gracefully brutal with the best of her action, having heavy inspiration from the No Man Land scene from the live-action movie. Uh, the new animation style truly justifies its presence in this film with some truly beautiful effects, as well as just how it's used in small moments. Speaking of those small moments, this is this movie is 10 minutes longer than the average 75-minute romp, so it allows for more touching moments and uh, just some space to breathe, especially with the tragic one. Uh, no spoilers, though. The World War II aesthetic fits the old timiness of the Justice Society like a glove. Uh, the way these characters talk, they say, let's go out and kick some tail, and it doesn't feel... It feels cheesy, but it feels period right cheesy. And uh, that's just that's just really what it is. Uh, the whole thing feels like a combination of the Flashpoint Paradox and the World War II monster flick Overlord. Uh, I don't really want to say much more than that, as I want you guys to all go out and check this one out. So I'm going to wrap this one up with a simple rating of 9 out of 10. Thank you for listening to At First Glance. You can find our podcast on Podbean, and you can find us on the iTunes podcast app. And until next time, thank you for joining me.